Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. This week, I want to thank our newest supporters on Patreon, Estrella, Angela, and John. Get two bonus episodes a month and join us for a live gathering later this month by signing up to support this show at patreon.com slash thebittersweetlifepodcast. There's a link in the show notes. And you can find it at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. My thanks also to longtime supporters of this show, Ginny, Valerie, Heather, Terry, John, and Scott. Thank you so much for your belief in this program and for your love for it. We couldn't do it without you. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we're going to be tackling a listener request email. This is from Kathy. She says, Listen, I love the show. It is such a treasure to have in my life as I want to live in Italy, but I am still in Texas. My husband isn't as convinced. I'm curious to see if you might do a show about the neighborhoods of Rome. Sometimes you mention neighborhood names like Monte or Tristevere, and I know there's other neighborhoods, but it would be good for those of us who are thinking of moving to Italy to understand the neighborhoods of Rome. Which ones are in the center, and which ones are the most expensive, and which are economical. Also, if you have favorite shops or restaurants by that neighborhood, that could be fun too. So, that is from Kathy, otherwise signed as Katerina. Thank you for that question. Uh, there are a lot of neighborhoods in Rome, so we're going to do this as kind of a um, fast, bam, 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 hit all the neighborhoods. Tiffany's going to give us a, a snapshot. Yeah, and uh, not all the neighborhoods. There are lots and lots of neighborhoods, and some of them I'm less familiar with, so we might not go into those ones quite as in detail simply because I'm not as, uh, as well-versed on them. Fair. We, we've made a list of perhaps the top eight when it comes to expats, I guess, or may maybe most commonly known neighborhoods as well. And we're going to hit those. And I figure we should start with Tristevere since it's the one that we talk about the most and maybe we can spend the least amount of time on it. Yeah, we did a whole episode on Tristevere, I think, walking around Tristevere. Right, that's true. So if you really want to know about Tristevere, just look for the episode called Tristevere. But I thought it would be fun to... Um, I'll just ask you the same questions about each place. Okay. Okay. All right. So Trastevere, which is on the other side of the Tiber River from the center. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the dominant site to see in that neighborhood? Santa Maria and Trastevere Square and Church. Okay. I agree. <laughs> and what would you say the mood or the vibe of the neighborhood is? Well, it depends on like by day or by night. But I would say the, the mood by day is, is expats. And students, foreign students, and some tourists, but no, not as much. Tourists, I mean, they get over there, but it's not as tourist heavy, like per square meter as the center. But lots of expats, it used to be more of like a artistic, like in the 60s and 70s, it was like where the artists lived and had their studios. Sadly, as so often happens, those types of neighborhoods often get taken over by foreigners who find it quaint like myself. <laughs> um, so it's now really the the place where I would say the majority of young and particularly 
short-term expats want to live and lots of foreign students are in that neighborhood and then the other sort of half not even half maybe a quarter of the population are older Italians who've lived there for generations they lived there when it was cheap (laughs) to live there Uh, and but at night it's very it's very popular with young people uh, and young Italians as well not just young foreigners but you get lots of young Italian teenagers and 20 year olds going out there at night yes it's a little bit of a party neighborhood Let's just admit it's loud at night. No, it's no loud. for sure. It's loud. It's loud. I feel like I feel like Italians don't live there, though. I feel like only like older Italians live there. And then the young Italians are there at night. But you don't see a lot of young Italians in Trastevere like during the day. I feel some, but not not tons. All right. So you already covered my third question, which is what kind of expat lives there? Mostly students. And how expensive would you say it is? It's not expensive to go out in Trastevere to eat, to have uh, a drink, stuff like that. But it's it's rather expensive to live. It's not the most expensive neighborhood, but it's highly desirable. It's quaint. It has a lot of character. So people want to live there and expats want to live there. So they're able to charge you know higher prices for rent. So I would say the rent is moderately high. All right. So maybe also as a part of this, we should just sort of say like whereabouts in the city it is, to the south, to the north, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's very central. So we're going to be talking about some neighborhoods that are a little further out, still part of the city, but not the center center. Trastevere is technically considered, you know, across the river from the true historic center, but it's very central and it feels very central because it looks so old. You don't feel like you're in the more like the the 1960s, 1970s suburbs. You're in you're in the old city. Yes, and it's a very short walk to get into the historic center from there. Although back yes. in the uh, in the day, Romans used to treat it like it was going to the country. Yeah, in ancient Rome for sure. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Monte. Mm. Where is Monte? Monte is not far from the Colosseum. So if you're looking at a map of Rome, you've got of the center of Rome. You've got Trastevere kind of to the south across the river, and then towards the sort of east side of the center of Rome, you've got sort of all the ancient sites, you know, the Roman Forum and and the Colosseum. And Monte is sort of just north of there, just north of the Colosseum. And Monte is a neighborhood that I don't honestly spend a lot of time in and never really have, not because I don't like it, but I feel like Monte is the alternative to Trastevere in Rome. People from Monte would probably hate it if they heard me say that because they they would probably argue, and, and I, I'm sure they're right, that there's a totally different character to that neighborhood. Um, it's famously like one of the oldest neighborhoods in Rome. I think Julius Caesar was from there. And it's definitely more more of an Italian feel. Like when you're over there, there's going to be expats for sure because expats always flock to the to the characteristic, beautiful-looking parts of the city. And Monte is definitely very quaint and characteristic, sort of like Trastevere. But it's it's definitely got a more, a slightly more authentic feel. You feel like a lot of people have been living there for a long time. You also get a lot of shops there. It's famous for shopping, particularly vintage shops. And people who've had their shops there for generations and I feel like it, it is a part of the city that, that it really isn't has discovered by tourists, considering its location so central. It's just not a place where you, you will find a lot of tourists. There'll be some tourists there who are sort of in the know, the ones who really do their research. But the ma- vast majority of tourists aren't going to be wandering through there. And it's kind of hemmed in by two rather busy streets. 
mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why for me, I've always felt like it's super cute, but it also doesn't feel as much like a neighborhood to me as Justevere does. I think because of those two busy streets that kind of corral it into a spot. Mm-hmm. And it's also on kind of a hill like it slopes yes. upward. Like if you're standing down by the Colosseum, it slopes up. I mean, it means hills. Monte means hills. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's hills everywhere in Rome, but it does seem to have a little bit more texture as a neighborhood um, in that regard, elevation-wise. What kind of expat would you say lives there? Um, I would say a little bit older than the typical Trastevere expat, but still lots of single people. Um, I would say people who are maybe in the foodie scene, bloggers, people like that, people who make their living from like food blogs, like that's totally just my idea (laughs) of who lives there. I don't know if it's true. Um, Well, and how expensive would you say it is? I would say it's comparable to Tristevere, probably about the same. All right. And of course, the dominant feature site in the neighborhood would be the Colosseum. Well, I mean. The Colosseum, you can see it from some parts of Monti, but it's not really in Monti. I would say Santa Maria Maggiore is at the top of the hill. It's kind of wedged between the, the Colosseum and Santa Maria Maggiore. I would say that the center of that, the heart of Monti, is Piazza Madonna dei Monti. It's just a, a really lovely square with a beautiful fountain where lots of people sit out. It's like a miniature version of Santa Maria in Trastevere Square, kind of. Yes. All right, moving on to Prati. Where is Prati? Prati is by the Vatican, so it's on the west side of the center. And it is also, it's on the same side of the river that Trastevere is on. Technically, they call it the right bank, even though if you look at a map, it looks like it's the left bank, but it's actually the right bank because you have to, consider it from where the source of the river is and the source of the river is to the north. So it's technically the right bank. Yeah, it's around the Vatican. It's totally different, I think, from Trastevere and Monti. It's much more modern. This It was sort of planned in the late 1800s by the, you know, the new ruling family, the Savoy family who was from Turin. And if you go to Turin, you, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like everywhere is Prati. It just feels like, like everywhere you go, is like a part of Prati. It's how it feels. So it was very much modeled on that city. So, you know, there's lots of long blocks and crisscrossing, you know, even streets, not very many of the little winding medieval alleyways. It's nothing like that. It's funny because Rome is a city. But there are so many parts of Rome that don't really feel like a city, with the exception mm. that there's a lot of people there. <laughs> but when you're up in Prati, while it's still beautiful, I would say that it feels like a city to me compared to other yeah. places. And it really yeah. does feel different. Isn't that also where the courthouses and all that mm-hmm. stuff, these big governmental Including the Vatican, these big governmental religious entities are up there. So there's these big, huge buildings. And there's just tons of office space up there. Like so many, you know, lawyers, accountants, uh, people like that have their offices there that, you know, you really get a sense of like people are out and about on their way to and from work going to get their lunch, you know, and uh, having a meeting. And, you know, it's just it's some lots of banks and it just feels more like yeah like city like downtown in a city whereas you're in Trastevere it's like everybody's just sitting around having a cocktail like you know. <laughs> you know, nobody's going anywhere you know, there aren't a lot of like corner grab a salad spots like you might find in New York in Rome uh okay so obviously I would say obviously the dominant feature of Prati is the Vatican um how much would you say it costs to live there 
I would say um, it's it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap. It's not as expensive as like the center of the center. It's going to be a little bit less, but it's pricey. It's pricey. Anywhere in, you know, that close to the center is, or, or that's technically considered the center. Prati, Trastevere, Monti. It's all center, you know. It's not the heart of the center. It's not the center of the center. It's not Piazza Navona, but it's center and it's expensive. And to reiterate what you've said is that oftentimes it's the rent that's really the problem as far as expense is concerned. Rent, internet maybe, but the supermarkets and stuff, do they vary widely from neighborhood to neighborhood? Because it wasn't like food was that expensive in Trastevere. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we got lucky in Trastevere because there's actually a true supermarket in Trastevere, uh, right underneath the Oviese, uh, you know, the little mini department store. It's like a decent sized supermarket. It's not huge, but it's a decent sized supermarket and you're going to get things for a relatively competitive price. If you go across the river, where I have a friend who lives in Piazza del Pasquino, which is around the corner from Piazza Navona. There's no supermarkets anywhere near there. There's little, I wouldn't call it like a corner store. It's bigger than that. It's like a mini supermarket. Everything there is double the price of what you'd get at a typical supermarket. And the, everything is half the size. So it's double the price. It's half the size. So yeah, that's a problem that I don't face where, where I live because I have a supermarket that's probably four times the size of that pretty decent sized Trastevere supermarket and it's pretty well priced. So yes, if you're in the, if you're in the true heart of the center, you're going to have expensive groceries and it's just going to be hard to shop because you can't get the uh, variety that you would get um, at a large supermarket. But some people like going to, you know, butcher shops and the green grocer. And I mean, that's a wonderful way to shop. It's more expensive, but if you can afford it, I mean, it's a great way to shop. Yeah. And okay. So what kind of expat would you say lives in Prati? I believe our old intern, Estrella lived in Prate, if I'm not mistaken. Did I could she? be wrong. I think she did. Or at least last okay, time well, she was the... there, she did. So I could be wrong. She's listening. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, I used to think that all the tour guides lived in Prati. I mean, a lot of tour guides live in Prati because they work at the Vatican. So tour guides and young professionals, you know, since there's so many offices there, a lot of people work there and therefore want to live there. I think it's an expensive neighborhood if you're raising a family. I don't get the, the idea that a lot of expat families are living there, although I could be wrong, but I feel like it's more like, you know, professional people. Not that families aren't also, don't also have professional people in them, their families. Just that I would guess that, that there's not tons of families there. Next neighborhood, Testaccio. Right, so Testaccio is, if you're looking, again, if you're ma- imagining the map of Rome and you're looking at Trastevere right across the river, to the south of center it's just back over the river on the center side but not in the center to the east uh, i mean it's it's relatively central Trastaccio. it's a little tiny bit further out so when you're in Trastaccio, you're not going to get the charming feel that you get in trastevere and in monti it's the, the streets are are sort of planned in a more r- rational way like prati but it's not as chic as Prati. It's not as fancy. So it's it's become a very desirable place to live now. It has really only been so for maybe the past 10-15 years. Up until that point, it's a bit of a working class neighborhood. It's very famous for its restaurants. Very good, typical 
traditional poor Roman cuisine. So you get a lot of restaurants that serve, you know, awful internal organs and things like that. So that's just a very important part of the Roman, the traditional Roman cuisine. So you get a lot of those types of restaurants there. Yeah, I would say it's it's grittier. It feels grittier. Yeah, it is grittier. Yeah, it has a lot of big square apartments that often are painted very interestingly on the outside. Like if you can picture a, an apartment that's just covered in a mural. Yeah, well, there's a lot of street art there. Yes, and there there's one building there that's just fantastic. I think I have a picture of it that you could put on our Instagram that is just covered in faces and all of the windows are the where the eyes would be. Yes, I know that building. Yeah, so it's it's got that kind of artist lofty vibe to it, you know, with mm-hmm. along with the traditional sure. Roman cuisine. Um, okay, and what kind of expat would you find there, do you think? For me, I would say it's like the person who's been in Rome for a while. Like they've lived in Trastevere, maybe in Monti for a while, and now they feel like honorary Romans and they want to live in a more Roman neighborhood. That's like also famously the neighborhood where all of like the people who are most passionate about the Roma soccer team live. Like it's the it's the neighborhood of like the Roma soccer team. So if you really want to like identify as a as a real Roman, you want to be interested to And what would you say the dominant feature there is? Oh gosh. I would say that um maybe the um pyramid of Chestius. That's got to be it. I mean, that's kind of the Piramide neighborhood. It's like at the cusp between Testaccio and what they call Piramide. It's close enough. I would say it's got to be that or Piazza Testaccio, which has the famous fountain statue of the Amphore, which are the... It's got a statue that, that looks like it's made of ancient Roman Amphore. And that's because there's a little hill in Testaccio that actually is is basically a junk pile these ancient what do you, would you what's amphora in english well they're like a vase they're like a vase like but it's not a vase for flowers it's like it's used for holding oil it, it's like a receptacle and yeah they, they would just when they when they brought oil into rome you know and it was whatever collected in whatever place it was collected they just would throw these empty uh, receptacles into this big dump site basically and it was eventually just turned into a hill covered over you know it's became a grassy mound and it's there's literally all these ancient amphorae underneath the hill it's really cool actually there's some restaurants that in the excavations they're like little windows and you can see in in on them let us all hope that our trash of today becomes the beauty of tomorrow <laughs> so termini which is the neighborhood that's right by the termini train station uh which is where if you most likely, not necessarily, but most likely if you take a plane to Rome and then you ride the train into Rome from the airport, you're most likely going to stop at Termini. It's basically like the giant bus transportation hub. So how would you describe that neighborhood? Oh, scary. (laughs) If Linda's listening, she'll be mad at me. I find it a little bit intimidating. The central train station in any major city is an intimidating area unless you you know are really familiar with the city and the customs and how to get around and what you're doing and stuff it's a little bit freaky and you know you can become the victim of pickpockets and scammers uh, not that you know not that that's inevitable you know you you could also be, go there and be absolutely fine but you know you have to be careful there you, know, you just have to be really aware while you're there 
Yes. So what kind of expat lives in that neighborhood? Um, I would say not lots. Um, the only thing I can think is if like, you know, maybe people are like have just moved to the city and need like a temporary place, maybe while they're looking for a place to live, you can find very reasonably placed hotels in that area. So that's the only thing I can think of for the Western expat. Although I will say that there are the, in the sort of adjacent neighborhood of Piazza Vittorio, which is just sort of a very short walk away, there is a very large Asian community, particularly Chinese community and other parts of Asia as well. What would you say is the dominant feature of that neighborhood besides the train station, which is one of the major dominant features of that neighborhood? Well, I mean, you're talking touristic site, right? The, the dominant tourist attraction. I would say um, Piazza della Repubblica. I mean, it's it's not right exactly there. It's it's a little way down the road, but it's close enough. I would say Piazza della Repubblica with the, the big fountain in the center. There's a fountain of the Naiads. And then right across the street is Santa Maria um, degli Angeli by Michelangelo, which is a, a gorgeous church. And there's also an attached museum. So there's actually a lot of really great art right in that general area. Okay, Monte Verde, where is that neighborhood? So if you go back to your map of Rome, Trastevere is just across the river to the south. Monte Verde is the hill that is sort of sloping up behind south of Trastevere. It's a little bit further to the south than Trastevere. It's kind of like the southern border of the center of Rome, I would say. Once you're up in Monteverde, you're really not in the center of Rome anymore. Although you're still definitely in Rome. You're just not in the historic center, I would say. Yes. Full of apartment buildings. Yeah. I mean, not that all of Rome isn't full of apartment buildings or condos in a way, because almost everybody lives in a shared building. But these buildings, many of them, not all of them, many of them look like what you would consider a typical apartment building. Yeah, because they were built later. You know, they were built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, in a time when, you know, when they designed apartment buildings with balconies, all uniform, much more uniform than you're going to get in a place like Trastevere. So you've got these big blocks of apartment buildings with their, you know, balconies generally going all the way around and maybe seven or eight stories high as opposed to interest of it, you're going to get like four, maybe five max. It was one of the neighborhoods that Derek and I actually looked in when we were trying to find an apartment, in part because it's so close to Trastevere. You know, it is up the hill from Trastevere and I wanted to be near you. Uh, but also because mm -hmm. at least at that time, back in 2013-14, it was more affordable. The apartments were significantly cheaper than they were just down the hill in Trastevere. That said, we never really found anything up there at the time we were looking that we thought felt like anywhere we wanted to live. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't mean it's not beautiful up there, but it did feel more like not the experience that we wanted to have as being expats that were going to be there temporarily. You know, it was much more like mm -hmm. corner marts, apartments, some great views, some pretty nice parks, but in general did not feel a lot like the Rome that you think of in your mind when you imagine mm -hmm. living in Rome. And we decided that since we were only going to be there for a short period of time, that we would spend a little more and try to feel like we were actually more in the heart of Rome than we felt like up there. I totally understand that feeling. And uh, that was my exact same reasoning for living in Trastevere, but but for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, 
But I just felt like, yeah, I mean, I came, I came all the way to live in Rome. I came to live in Rome, not to live in, you know, in the outskirts, which is where I am now. <laughs> but that's fine. I've been here for a long time now. I've, I've, I've had my center of Rome experience. I had more than my fair share of it. But definitely those first years, I wouldn't have wanted to be in Monteverde either, those first few years. That said, it's a lovely neighborhood. It's very green. It's called Monteverde, the green hill for a reason. Lots of the streets are lined with big, beautiful trees. Lots of parts of it are adjacent to the beautiful park Villa Pamphili, which is an enormous park. It's just gorgeous. Also, you know, a lot of the apartments, since it's up on a hill, the nicer apartments often have views, amazing views of the city. So if you have the money to get a really great place, I can see how living in Monteverde in a nice building would be a really great way to live longer term, um, especially because, you know, some of those buildings have parking. You know, if you do have a car in Rome, it really makes it easier to get around. Rome is not an easy city to get around on public transport. So, you know, you see living in Monteverde, again, people who've been there a little bit longer. I see more families living up there. Probably because so, there's so much green space. I think that families gravitate there because they want to be able to take their kids to the park very easily. There are um, some really good international schools up there as well. So expats tend... There's at least one very good international school in Monteverde. Monteverde is also huge, which I think that you don't you don't get a sense of that if you just sort of go up the hill to, you know, the Fontanone, <laughs> which is just the very beginning of Monteverde. It goes on and on for quite a while up and down several hills. There's lots up there. But yeah, I, would, I wouldn't choose to live there if I was moving there as a young person for a short period of time in Rome. If you're planning on putting down a little roots and sticking around for a while, it's, it's a pretty good spot mm-hmm. to not be as expensive to not be like in the fray of Rome, but to be very, very close. Yeah, I mean, I, would, I should say it's not cheap. It's not a cheap neighborhood. Like if you're looking for a, a, a one-bedroom apartment, you might save 100 euros a month. It's not major savings, maybe 200. Or what you might get is just a much bigger place for the same price as interest of it. Like not necessarily a two-bedroom apartment instead of a one-bedroom apartment, but a one-bedroom apartment that has a much bigger bedroom and a bigger kitchen, something like that. Not a studio for the same amount. No, but just the rooms are bigger because the, the buildings were made in a time of... In a time in the 60s when they were building apartment buildings in Italy, the rooms were very large. And you even see that as a difference now, the buildings that they're building today, the buildings are already smaller. And then the old, old buildings, old buildings, they were smaller. But during that period between like the 60s, 70s, 80s, the bedrooms were big for some reason. All right, we're moving on. We've got two more to go. And by the way, there are many, many neighborhoods in Rome. So... There will be some that you'll say, hey, wait a minute, I live in San Lorenzo. Why don't you guys talk about that? Well, we just can't do them all. <laughs> so we're not going to. No. Um, so we acknowledge that, yes, there are other options. And if you guys want us to do another show about this, like we could one day do an entire show about what it's like for Tiffany now living on the outskirts of Rome and what is it like to live out there. But today we're just going to be touching on these eight neighborhoods. All right. So we're moving on okay. to the basically the historic center, right in the heart mm-hmm. of Rome. Yeah. Perhaps the most expensive place as an expat that you could choose to live. Is that correct? Probably. 
Probably. If you want to live well, like if you want a nice place, yes. You could probably find something cheap that was, you know, tiny and, and, and miserable. But uh, but if you want to live in a in a decent place with light and walls that are intact and, and you know, some space and a kitchen, like it's, it's going to be pricey for sure. And it would be hard to pick a dominant feature if you're living in the historic center. But what would you say? Well, yeah, it's impossible. There's too many. When you say the historic center, it's not really a neighborhood because it's divided up into its own neighborhoods. You know, there's Pina and there's uh, there's Parione and there's Via Giulia, there's Piazza Navona area, you know, so it's not just one place. To me, the center of Rome, I mean, it's got to be Piazza Venezia, right? It's hard to say what is the very heart of the heart of Rome. Some people would say Piazza Navona or the Pantheon, but to me, I think really it's got to be Piazza Venezia because it just feels like like, like the center of the, like the eye of the hurricane. Yes, it's where all these streets coming from all these different neighborhoods converge in one crazy spiral in front of a giant <laughs> building that looks like a wedding cake. And it's where the giant Christmas tree, if you ever see like, where is the Christmas tree in Rome? It's like the biggest one is going to be right there in the center of that square. And there's also a, a man there that has to sit there terrifyingly in the midst of all this madness and try to direct the traffic. It's insane. So yeah. what kind of expat would you say lives in the historic center? You know, that's hard to say. Uh, I feel like I feel like nobody lives in the historic center. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's just Airbnbs and hotels and offices and shops. I know that people do. I would say people who have very good jobs. <laughs> I don't know. I know a few who do um, for my time in Rome. And generally speaking, I would say that they tend to be retired, at least the ones I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Retired people. Retired people. I mean, I had a friend who lived on Via Giulia in the most amazing apartment. My God, amazing. And her husband was a banker. So uh, well off. Well off. I mean, but I, I don't necessarily think that's one. I think some people will, you know, will accept living conditions that are like less than ideal. Like maybe they'll have a bunch of roommates or live in a tiny, tiny, tiny little place or rent a room. And like I rented a room for one month in an apartment right around the corner from the Pantheon when I was first living in Rome. I wanted to live in Trastevere, but the place that I was trying to move into in Trastevere, like it wasn't, the room wasn't available for a couple months. So I was looking for short term and I lived in this room in this woman's apartment, beautiful apartment, but my room that she was renting out was literally like the antecamera, what they call the antecamera. It was like the, the anti, anti, what do you call that in English? The ante room, antechamber, antechamber, antechamber. It's like, it was like a small room that led into her room. So you couldn't get to her room without walking through my room. It had been her son's room. She was a single mom. She had been a model. She was very lovely physically. She wasn't very nice, uh, but she was very beautiful. But, you know, she was older and she, but she had pictures of herself up from when she was younger and so her son had lived there and he was off at college. And so she was renting out the room to make a bit of money. And I just remember her being like, okay, what time do you, you know, want to, you know, cook? And I'm like, what? And she's like, do you want to cook at the eight o'clock hour or the nine o'clock hour? Because we can't both use the kitchen at the same time. Oh, it was just such an awful thing to, to like have to choose. <laughs> Only be able to cook at a certain time. Anyway, it wasn't, I, it lasted for one month. 
but yeah, so I mean, you, you know, you could live in a place like that. You could find an extra room to rent out from somebody. So it's not like it's impossible to afford to live in the center. And the truth is, it's probably only a little bit more expensive than Trastevere and Monti. It's probably not that much more expensive. All right. And uh, last but not least, the Flaminio neighborhood. This is the one I'm mm-hmm. the least familiar with. Yeah. So the Flaminio neighborhood is north of center. And it is one of the two posher of the non-central neighborhoods. It's pretty... I mean, it's it's close to center, just like Monteverde is close to center, just like Testaccio is close to center. Uh, Flaminio is also close to center, but it's not really the historic center. It's like if you go up to Piazza del Popolo and you keep going north, you'll get to Flaminio. And it's sort of around um, a very famous bridge. That's what I would say is the most, um, you know, the main tourist attraction of the neighborhood, Ponte Milvio which is a very old and very historic bridge. And it's also near the um, like the music center of the city, which is the uh, Auditorium Parco della Musica, where the Santa Cecilia Orchestra plays, and they have all of like the most important classical music concerts and also pop music and rock as well. I saw the Cranberries up there. It's, so it's a little bit, a little more, more expensive, then, you know, your Monteverde, definitely more expensive than Testaccio. It's got, you know, lots of big apartments with like four or five rooms. I feel like people who work at embassies live up there, you know, diplomats. Also, maybe people who have jobs back, like they work from Italy. They're getting an American salary. A lot of these things, when you say what kind of expat lives there, I'm kind of generalizing. I'm kind of stereotyping, really. But that's kind of what the feel that I get, the kind of people who live up there. Yeah. And you'd also want to be a a person who likes to walk a lot if you're wanting to explore the historic center. Because, you know, while it's it sort of feels like it's at the top of the historic center, like a little hat, you know, if you wanted to walk to, say, Piazza Navona or the Pantheon. It's a hike from there. Oh, that's a major hike. I don't know that I would I would walk that far. There's a tram, though. It has a tram. Just like uh, there's a tram in Monteverde. There's a tram in Monteverde. It will take you through uh, Trastevere and all the way to Piazza Venezia. There's a tram up in uh, Flaminio that will take you down to Piazza Risorgimento in Prati. So you can you can get around that way, although it's, like I said before, public transportation in Rome it's not for the faint of heart. And if you're used to living in a city like New York or London or Paris, you will be dismayed <laughs> when, you, um, when you figure out how, the, how the Rome's public transport is operated. Yes. Well, thank you so much for that email, Katerina. And you can always send us your questions. Uh, just write to us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also, if you're a patron over at patreon.com, slash the bittersweet life podcast you can always send us an email that way several of you did that last week asking various questions and making certain comments so you can always reach us there you can also go through social media right we're on instagram facebook and twitter just search for the bittersweet life podcast and you'll find us and don't forget to support this show this is an independent art project which dies without support from people like you there are links in the show notes on how to support us. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. If you love the show, take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
We love to read while you listen, and your rating might help someone else discover the show. Take just a couple of minutes to let the world know what you think of this show. It means the world to us. Thanks. Thanks.